The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whip Beer. The neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. You've got it locked to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Friday, November 18th. I'm Donald Ware. It's Friday! We've got a game for you. I think that may surprise a lot of people. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, there's a number of different games you can look at because there's a number of different uh, scenarios that you can look at. I mean, in that, you know, in that SWAC Western Division, it is up in the air right now uh, because, I mean, if Prairie View and beats Valley, which it should, then there are no tiebreaker scenarios. But let's say Prairie View A&M wins, and then let's say Alcorn wins. Let's say Texas Southern wins. You got a three-way tie. Let's say Southern wins uh, on Thanksgiving. Then you'd have a four-way tie, and you've got a bunch of different scenarios. I mean, you could look at that. You could look at that. The, the game I would probably look at more than that game, with any well, than any of those games, uh, would be the Morgan State and Howard game. The reason being Howard wins, Howard wins a share of the MEAC championship. I would have never thought that going back some four or five weeks ago, but it, it is the truth. North Carolina Central has already punched its ticket to Atlanta, uh, but still, uh, the Bison right there with the chance for a share of the crown. For me, the HBCU National Game of the Week is A&T at Gardner Webb. Reason being is because it is for all the marbles. The winner of this game wins the Big South Championship and gets the automatic berth to the FCS playoffs. Now, if it is Gardner Webb that wins this game, and let's say ANT loses, ANT would then be seven and four. Could ANT get an at-large berth to the the FCS playoffs? Of course, the winner gets an automatic berth. Uh, could A&T get an at-large berth? Mm. Four losses, a 7-4 and four record, seven straight wins, losing to a team that at the current time was 5-5, five and five, even though Gardner-Webb has played a couple of FBS opponents in some and it was in some ball games. I don't know. That's tough. That that would be tough. And then if, of course, if A&T wins, then A&T would get the automatic bid. And I don't think a 5-6 and six record Gardner-Webb would get into the FCS playoffs. So all the marbles marbles are on the line in this football game. Let's take a look at some of the matchups. When I look at Gardner-Webb, and let's start with Gardner-Webb from an offensive perspective. Gardner-Webb has the ability to run the football, okay? Has the ability to run the football, but I think where Gardner-Webb excels is in the passing game. The Gar- Gardner-Webb is phenomenal, uh, when you're talking about in the passing game, and we're gonna, I'm gonna give you those numbers. The quarterback Fisher Bailey now threw for 372 yards last week in the win over Campbell. Um, you look at Bailey's completing 66% of his passes, 
2,594 yards, 17 touchdowns. He's got nine interceptions on the season. So there's an opportunity uh, maybe for A&T to get to maybe pick him off because he's thrown nine interceptions on the season. I mean, that's not, it's not awful, but it's, it, it is, it's high. It, it's a number of interceptions that he's thrown this season. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that defense a little bit later on. I had a chance to, to talk with Trey Lamb, the head football coach at, uh, at uh, Gardner-Webb, and he appropriately pointed out to me, which I never thought about. You look at the sacks, you say, okay, well, Gardner-Webb has given up 33 sacks this year. Yeah, but a lot of, quite a bit of those were to the two FBS opponents, which Liberty, and I forget the other opponent, which Gardner-Webb had the football last with an opportunity to tie or win the game. So only, I think he said maybe uh, eight sacks against non-FBI, you know, in the last, you know, half of the season. So that that that's pretty good. Um, I look at this, uh, this team in terms of from a um, receiving perspective, you know, this kid, uh, uh, this kid, TJ Luther, um, <laughs> watch out for him. 1,010 yards receiving, 19.8 yards per reception, seven touchdowns, but he's not the only one. Cottrell Haywood, 617 yards uh, in it, uh, receiving, six touchdowns. He's also the leading receiver, although he only averages 9.6 yards per reception, so he's more of a, of a, of a guy um, that's going to uh, give you an opportunity, more of a possession receiver. Again, running game is solid. When I look at the ANT defense, the ANT defense is solid in terms of at the linebacker position. When you look at Jacob Roberts, he's one of the best. He's got back to he's got weeks with back to back pick sixes for uh, pick sixes uh, interception pick sixes. Um, you look at Taekwon King, another linebacker. Joseph Stuckey's really good. They're they're strong there. Up front, ANT is really really good. They're going to stop the run. The Aggies are going to stop the run. There's no doubt about that, but that's not the concentration for Gardner-Webb. So the the Aggies are going to have to put pressure on the quarterback in the name of Jermaine McDaniel and Devin Harrell. You also have Philip Daniel who can also, or Henry Henry Daniel who can also uh, rush the quarterback as well. So you have that dynamic. I think A&T has to put a lot of pressure on that Gardner-Webb defense if it wants to have any success. And the Aggies, a couple of things. The Aggies are susceptible to the pass. One. Two, uh, Karan Prenti, top corner, may be out for this game. He got injured in the game in the win over Charleston Southern. Um, you, you know, you got Aaron Harris on the other side, some other guys that are good. But the Aggies are have been susceptible in that defensive secondary. When I look at AT from an offensive perspective, listen. Gardner-Webb stops the run too, not as good or not as well as the Aggies, but they look to stop the run as well. Basial too, and a matter of fact, Trey Lamb said, he said, I, 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 you know, I, I, sometimes it's coach speak. He said, if we can hold uh, Basial Tootin to 150 yards rushing, we'll be doing good. But this is a team that gives up 130 yards rushing a game. So could Basial Tootin get 150 yards? Maybe he's got 10 straight games of 100 yards or more, but I don't know. I don't know. That, that, that'll be a tough task. Jalen Fowler, the quarterback's played well lately, but he's not 100%. But that offensive line for a is really, really good. Got a lot of really good receivers as well, led by Zach Leslie um, and others. Uh, so 
that's going to be an interesting matchup. I want to see how A&T can attack uh, the running defense, the rush defense of Gardner-Webb. Um, when I look at Gardner-Webb from a defensive perspective, as I mentioned, they look to stop the run. Now, Gardner-Webb is also subsidized to the pass as well. So there's some opportunities for A&T right there, but you got to get the Jalen Fowler that's played well over the last four or five ball games as opposed to the Jalen Fowler towards the beginning of the season. So as for prediction, of course, I got to recuse myself because I will be calling the game, but I expect it to be an outstanding football game. Um, listen, the Big South is, you know, six teams in the Big South with A&T leaving and Campbell. So Big South in a little bit of trouble like we talked about with the MEAC going forward. But what if it, if it doesn't work out for the Big South moving forward, what a way to end, if it's the, in fact, the end football-wise, we never know, but if it is, to end with a Big South championship between two undefeated Big South opponents. So that's going to wrap it up for me to, for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Uh, we mi- Sorry we missed you the last couple of days. We're back. We're going to be back on Monday. If you've missed any of our podcasts over the year, over the last couple of years, you can log on to our website, boxtorow.com. You can also find us at iheartmedia.com and wherever you get your podcasts and also on the Box to Row YouTube page. Enjoy the game you'll be watching. Have a great weekend, and I'll talk with you on Monday.